0: Genevieve has this amazing ghost story <laughs> that will chill you to your bones.
1: Uh, so, here is my ghost story from election night. This is not a political metaphor. Yeah, so, it's not.
0: So, to set the stage, though, uh, if you recall the day of the election in 2016, um,. Nobody thought Donald Trump would win and then he did. Okay. Trump's
1: America. I am in I am actually in Trump's America Sandy, I am in Oregon, Sandy Trump's Oregon, Trump's rural America. Oregon, and I am wearing my normal person outfit that I sometimes wear to go out in Sandy, which is a yellow hoodie that says Colorado on it, blue jeans, slightly normal shoes, but I like I like weird shoes. They're like a he- they're like sneaker heels. They're actually really cool. Um and I'm wearing a red choker. And so I'm like out with like normal person makeup on and, and hot I'm, and hot and I'm fucking hot. We're both
0: really hot. We're really hot. I can't hot. stress that enough.
1: Yeah, I, we are really hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ran out of steam. Anyway, was you, Genevieve was out at the bar in her normie outfit.
1: Yeah, I'm normie outfit. Um, and but like hot normie. Yeah, I look like a when I have my hair up. I look like a cute elf. It's true.
0: I would say maybe more sprightly than yeah. Than elf, like I look elvish. like a little sprite, a little elven,
1: like an elvish sprite. Is it, yeah. is it elvish or elven? I think it's
0: elven. I bet it depends on usage.
1: Yeah, I bet it depends on what. I'm going to ask my elf guy. We'll get back to you. Is talking about it. Like, um, Let me hit at
0: my elf guy.
1: <laughs> we definitely have an elf guy. But anyway, I'm out looking like a normie sprite, uh, and. We and I'm like hanging out at this bar. We hung out at several bars. We got really drunk with my hot boyfriend, Austin, who looks like Wolverine.
0: Yeah, like, um, like Wolverine mixed with Joaquin Phoenix as he appears in Inherent Vice. Inherent, inherent Vice.
1: Anti politics, but we're out. We're like got in this fight. We're pretty drunk. We come back. We're like making nice. We're like sad. We're like lying in bed. We're lying in his bed, and I'm just like, fuck. There's a fucking evil spirit outside the window. I like, know it. I can like, feel it, there's an evil spirit, it's there. It's like a weird green wolf lady with big claws and it is coming, going to come in the window and it's gonna rip my chest open. everyone uh welcome to the basement cult podcast uh we are the basement cult for the end of the world um and i'm Genevieve and i'm one of your podcast hosts
0: I'm Harper i'm your other podcast host
1: uh and yeah so we're making this podcast sort of about our weird friendship uh because we think it's interesting And hopefully you will also think that it is interesting.
0: We're highly self-obsessed.
1: Yeah, we're really narcissistic. I would say. And we're really hot. So this is just a podcast about us, and I thought we would maybe just begin by talking about how we met. Um, We're going to tell, in brief, a story that we're probably going to return to a lot, which is uh, about how Harper and I met uh, and just sort of the weird Political, quasi-political, pseudo-political goings on at the time.
0: Yeah, I would, I would say like, sort of how we met and the like, extenuating circumstances that could like, repeatedly forced us to be friends.
1: Yeah, then shook the world. The time, shook the, the world, world, it shook the world. Uh, so, <clears throat> like overview, we met at Occupy Portland in. 2011,
0: 11, whatever the Occupy year was. Yeah,
1: yeah, that year, the year that <laughs> Occupy happened. Uh, and we met because we were both uh, doing this thing that happened um, basically out of the result of, like, poor organizing around Occupy, maybe, like, a poor understanding of human beings. But uh, when you... We, we live in Portland, and uh, one thing that happens when... You um, get, like, a large group of people, a lot of whom are maybe using drugs or drinking or having some other kind of, like, dealing with other sorts of social stress. Uh, gathered together in one place, sleeping in the camp overnight, you run into issues of uh, gendered violence, sexual assault, harassment, um, and so... Uh, habitually.
0: Like, habitually. Like this
1: And this is not... Constantly. This is not specific to any one group of people. This is just what happens when people get together from everything from colleges to campsites to parties to music festivals. Like, it happens in all of these places. It's really uh, just super prevalent, and it's a huge issue. Um, and we actually both were part of a group. So the first night that Occupy happened in Portland.
0: Which was October 6th.
1: Ooh,
0: nice. Good I can't remember what year it was. <laughs> the, but it was definitely October 6th.
1: Okay, October 6th, evening of October 6th, uh, there was a... Someone at camp was assaulted by someone else, and the police were called, even though the uh, <coughs> victim uh, did not want the police to be called on them. Uh, they were houseless at the time, and they were very afraid of the police. Um, And so the they had to go be hidden and so basically what Harper and I were part of a group that was started actually not by us by some other people who most of whom vanished um, called uh, Sasa which was the S.A. Yeah, Um, and just not going into too much detail about it, but basically it was a group meant to like walk around the camp address issues as best as they could around gendered violence If they could, sort of explain consent to people, try to, like, help people who are maybe too drunk or in difficult situations if something happened, try to talk to that person to make sure a situation didn't occur again where the police were called on someone who didn't want the police called on them. And I think it goes without saying that, obviously, like, having two 20-something-year-olds dealing with this by themselves is not the way to do it.
0: Yeah, with, like not a ton of experience. No. I had like no experience.
1: And I had taken like some workshops and some classes and had like a tiny bit of experience yeah. with and this. Yeah. And then it stuff. was
0: like next thing you knew we were like literally the only people Yeah, there we doing were the it. fucking Occupy Portland Special Victims Unit and it fucking
1: it sucked. It sucked. It sucked really bad and it was also like we didn't we didn't start this. We sort of got pulled into it by other people who then all vanished. Uh, and It was definitely one of those, like, crash courses and, like, learning about how awful people can be. Uh, And also, like, just, I don't know. It was really weird and super surreal. But that's basically how we met. Um, And then I think it also, like, definitely gave us, like, an inside look into, like, organizing and the way that organizers work and what political organizers tend to prioritize, uh, when they're, like, creating, like, big movements, like Occupy, which is that they tend to prioritize, like, numbers, force, and media attention over the actual, like, participants involved. And, and
0: like, mouth Like, I feel like at Occupy, like, one of the first things that, like, immediately struck me when I got there, and, like, when I got there, I, like, was very young and stupid, right? I had, like, terrible ideas. I was, like, a weird, like, hyper-liberal, anarchy baby And, um, like, immediately was, like, really weirded out by, like, how all of a sudden these people just, like, stepped up to the front and were, like, facilitating this, like, what must have been, like, multi-thousand people Mm -hmm. group. Yeah. You know? And just, like, step up into this role and, like, are leading the whole conversation without anyone having any idea who the fuck they are and stuff. And, like, there's a definite thing throughout Occupy and through the camp that, like, if, like, it wasn't this, like, weird, glamorous, like... CNBC and, like, facilitation committee or, like, media committee thing. Like, people just didn't want to do it.
1: Yeah. No, and it was, like, the doing, like, any of you were doing, like, the dishes, doing any of the hard work, like, doing that stuff, like, really didn't... It was, like, and those people would come in and out and no one would ever even, like, really notice. Um, and I think this was, like, highlighted by when the whole, you know, that movement sort of fell apart. And, you know, I've, I've heard, like, critiques of Occupy, like, that sort of suggests that there was, like, a deficit of power. Yeah, there was a deficit of power, but, like, there were people that had power. They just chose to, like, hide behind, like, collective action while still, like, exerting their power behind the scene, which I think is, like, mostly just a problem with with a lot of organizing in general Um, is people wanting to be in the media and wanting to be seen but not actually wanting to, like, name themselves as any kind of leader because you know with that comes a whole other set of responsibilities
0: yeah then then all of a sudden you have to watch what you say
1: yeah you have to be accountable uh I think like for us like a lot of this was highlighted in us doing this sort of like thankless work that neither of us should really have been doing without like I mean I was 21 to 22 and I would still say I definitely
0: needed like adult assistance I think you were 20 when the camp
1: when the it first started, yeah, yeah, I guess you are right. I think I was Because I was, and yeah. I'm,
0: I think I'm... Sl-
1: you're like slightly older than you know. me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I was 20. Um, I yeah, because
0: neither of us could even, like, drink at the time.
1: Yeah, legally. no, totally. We couldn't. And I also... it was It's funny because I feel like, for a lot of people, their, like, impressions of, like, going down the spaces was, like, really heavy drinking, like, you know, in the night, like, the weirdos come out at night kind of thing. And, like, I was there a lot during the night, and I feel like... There was like definitely like a split vision between like people who were staying at those camps at night and people who were staying the camps during the day. When everything, that's when the media would come there, and that's when people would have meetings, and that's when like actions and plans would be like facilitated and talked about. But at night, when the people that were actually keeping the camp running were there, it was a kind of a it was, dark it was like scene. the
0: dark carnival. It yeah, was it was like... like
1: there. Oh yeah, and there were fucking juggalos. There were, there a, were a lot, lot of juggalos. fucking juggalos. Um, and like
0: and like fellow travelers and
1: yeah, train hoppers like juggalos like it was it was a dirty
0: kids dirty
1: it was just a kid dirty kids in general yeah lots of dirty kids including myself um but it was definitely like a shit show uh but I think like one thing that like for me like sort of got maybe led me down kind of a weird path for a while politically was seeing that sort of disorganization feeling really helpless feeling like no one was watching out for me feeling like all of these things were happening and there were these leaders that I didn't really know that were organizing other movements in Portland and then watching like the camps sort of fall apart after the last police raid and watching all those movements sort of disintegrate into like various areas. I think there was like for a while there was a really big push around like houseless activism in Portland which has had some successes in the past few years but I think I sort of tried to get involved in that but there was this sort of like Suddenly, huge power vacuum where all of these people who had been doing the media or had seemed to like vanish once the camps like fell apart and everything felt very like diffuse. There was this sort of like uh falling apart ness of the camps and like yeah. a falling apart of a movement, which I don't know if anyone like the feeling a movement fall apart from you, like it's something that you believed in politically, or feeling an organization fall apart is like a special kind of loss that I think that, like, I've experienced multiple times in my life. And I think, like, people who have a lot of political dreams or political aspirations or just are really, like, I don't know, like, no one gets into politics if they're real
0: happy with the way the world is. Well, and I think that, like, there's a certain thing about, like, political movements or whatever falling apart that, like, like, there's there's something about politics that kind of, like, necessitates that, like, all of the relationships that are formed as a result of it are, like, sort of like uh like they're like political relationships are like necessarily the result of like a specific sort of like action you know it's not that like you make friends with your co-worker and it's like you see them every day and mm-hmm. so it just happens whereas like political relationships are like a thing that you actually had to like go to a meeting or like wash the dishes at occupy and like put work into like knowing all these people you know like yeah it's like very strenuous and then all of a sudden like all those people just kind of like wash their hands of it and could like disappear well and you feel
1: like a loser because you put in all this effort to make these relationships
0: and like yeah and the people you made the relationships with are losers yeah So so
1: it's a it's a whole it feels like a whole it feels like a it's definitely like a feeling this feeling of loss and the feeling of guilt and like stupidity that comes when like movements or organizations fall apart and i think for us like seeing that definitely let us down you know we were doing the things with like let us down a kind of weird political path where we became at least I personally became obsessed with the idea of like lack of power or lack of acknowledging power and like a lack of like leaders and movements I was like really really hyped on that for a long time um and we got involved in and this is not something I grew up we got involved in the um like the anti-eviction movement in Portland which as I said again has made some like serious gains in the past few years and like we did some work with SEIU, um, around like other anti-eviction stuff, but unfortunately, in the process, we also got involved with a some pretty bad politics. yeah I, I also- basically coming out of Occupy. I got really obsessed with the idea of power. Uh, Harper started living on my basement floor for yeah no, I, not my I, run, I had my this, floor. yeah
0: I had this breakup and then I'm I was like living with this person and then we broke up and then. Now I'm li- now I was living with this person, the one that I'm doing the podcast with here, at Genevieve, and uh, was just kind of crashing on her floor for an indefinite period.
1: And like we should specify, we were not getting along at that time. Yeah, well, like, it was we not were, a
0: very chill situation. Like we
1: were like fighting, and Harper was living on well, my bedroom floor. At the time like, that I
0: first moved onto your bedroom floor, we were getting along really yeah,
1: well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was after that that we joined the Maoist cult, cult and, and then and started getting a little bit hairy. But not not after by a long time.
1: Yeah, no, not not after. And I was definitely
0: still on your bedroom floor.
1: Yeah, which is like very very weird circumstances. But yeah, we joined. Basically, we joined a Maoist cult. It wasn't
0: exactly pure Maoism. There was also some like weird anarchy vibes thrown in there because the whole thing was sort of premised on like. Joel Olsen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very Joel Olseny, so. very, like, there's a lot of, like, the idea of, like, like, doing things, but, like, what you had to be doing, like, I remember one of the things that happened when I started, like, working with these people was I was doing some of this, like, houseless organizing stuff, and that was, like, deemed to be sort of pointless, because it was very, like, you have to do stuff specifically for the rev like you're specifically yeah, working yeah. to the violence if, if
0: it's not going to create the rev then like pff, don't why, do it yeah waste your time? like
1: don't like no don't do any aid work you can't just be helping people you need to specifically be working to create rupture and like points of rupture which I at, think all, was, time. at all times like that is like
0: even even when like such a possibility like doesn't actually exist. exist.
1: Yeah, no, but, like, rupture rupture points, like, that's a, that was a big one thrown around a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of... I think another thing that, like, happened was because, watch for me, watching, like, Occupy Fall Apart was this obsession with the idea of discipline, which, looking back now, I am not a disciplined person. I am a fucking mess that is, like, part of my identity. Like, I think radicals sometimes, like, because a lot of us are, like, a little chaotic, uh, we get, like obsessed with the idea of, like, rev- like military discipline. There is a reason that I, like, am not interested in joining the military. There's, like, a reason that, like, I don't... I'm not interested in, like, a certain type of, like, authoritarian power. But I guess I just forgot that reason and got really interested instead in being super disciplined. Well, you and, might, like, did you it, know
0: that reason yet? Like, or was it, like, you forgot the reason? Cause no,
1: I think I I think there was, like, a difference. I think...
0: Because I, think... I thought that was really cool and I, like... I just wholeheartedly thought it was cool. It wasn't like I yeah. like, had.
1: I think I had some back and forth reservations about it, but I think what I was interested in was like this feeling that people were like doing things and that they were like making. They were like doing like real like intense things. That was like, and I, this is like one of the things I think a lot about like it, radicalism. Yeah. it's like you have to be doing stuff. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, one thing that I think like was cool about that group and like actually was cool was I think that like. We should have been digging way deeper, but there was, like, a legitimate attempt to be, like, everything that we did at Occupy was, like, a gross misuse of our time. Yeah. And, like, what what should we actually be doing so that we're not just, like...
1: Milling around. Yeah, yeah, just, like,
0: fucking doing nothing.
1: And I think, like, historically, a lot of people, like, look back at Occupy now and they see it as, like... they. I think a lot of historians, like, look back at Occupy as, like, a positive political thing. I think, like, that is, like, it's a weird... It feels like a weird standing outside of the bubble thing because I think for a lot of people it might have been a positive, like it might have been a positive historical phenomenon, but like for a lot of people that were actually involved in it, I think it was like incredibly taxing in its own way.
0: Reference. We changed the conversation.
1: Yeah, like that. Like it's a conversation <laughs> yeah, totally. changer. Yeah, like it changed the way we talked about like. We started talking thing.
0: about class again.
1: Yeah, exactly. But which in like ways yeah. that like
0: made no sense and were stupid.
1: Which is like I think as the, what I have said this before to you, but it's like I did was attracted to Occupy because it it did address this like this idea of class, which is not usually totally. addressed in like American conversations. Uh, but it did it did it stupidly. So yeah. Um, but I think like. Yeah, like, I do think, like, for me, there was this draw to this idea of discipline, like, we were going to, like, read, and we were going to, like, like work out and, like, learn these things, and we were going to, like, act, and we were going to, like, push back against, like, the police, and we were going to push back in, like, organizing, you know, but it was, it was fucking stupid, and, like, I feel like one of the reasons it was fucking stupid is because, like, you can't get, like, five people together who are doing not that great like, emotionally, health-wise... I would...
0: Let's go so far as to say doing poorly.
1: Yeah, like doing really poorly. poorly. And, like, <laughs> force them to... Li- like, people... Also people who, like... Like, and I guess this goes back to this this reason, like... There is, a, there is a reason that I am, like, not interested in military discipline. And it is not because, like... And it's because, like, military discipline is, like, antithetical to, like, the world that I want to see. Or the world that I want to live in. If I was to live in yeah. a positive...
0: Well, like, it's also just, like, the, the, like, weird hang-up on military discipline for a lot of people feels like this, like, attempt to hit pause on their life while they're mm-hmm. trying to do politics or something instead. Yeah. Which is why, like, I'm always terrified that, like, I'm going to try to go, like, get a job, and then the manager or whoever is just going to be like, oh, like, I noticed you weren't working from for this, like, entire year in this point. Like, what were you doing? I have to be like, oh, yeah, like me and my weird Maoist friends all, like, lived together in this weird, dark, leaky basement room and, like, were in a cult and, like... And, like... Trying to fight gentrification. Yeah. And, you know, like...
1: And it's, and it's, <laughs> when it's like, this, like... It's pretty destructive and it's also, like... I think, like... It was also this thing that it, like, hurt our relationships. Like, it made, like... you We were tense all the time. We were, like, scared and, like, paranoid. I think there was, like, a streak of, like... Pretty intense paranoia, which I guess was sort of founded because I did end up going to jail, but like for like three days. But it was still like this really like we were scared, we were really stressed out. We like for for no particular reason, because it's not like we were like like we were doing this like anti gentrification like foreclosure resistance stuff, but we weren't like committing a bunch of crimes. Yeah, we really weren't. We really weren't. We were mostly like reading combat liberalism and like yeah, and like. Like, going to protests and getting, like, pushed around by the cops. That yeah. was, like...
0: I, I do, like... Well, never mind. We'll edit that out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I And so I feel like there was this, like, there's this fear. There was also, like, we just were not doing well. And I think it created this, like, just this sense of tension where it's, like, our relationships were no longer founded on, like, liking each other or being interested in the same things. They were founded on this, like, deep and desperate need to, like be part of this like revolutionary cadre because it was like the only thing we had going for us and was the only thing that was going to save us you know and it was going to create this rupture and so instead of being like we're friends who have interests in common and have interesting things to say to each other it was like we're in this weird malice cult together and like that's all that matters
0: you know yeah it's like a weird way of like officializing your relationships in in like a way that is totally unnecessary and like actually very damaging well, like Genevieve even I, and I yeah. hear like we are very very good friends now like we see each other four days a week yeah like yeah very often and like we you know we get each other now and we like relate very well but like at this point in our lives like when we were in this cult it was like everything was so harsh yeah like, everything just had like the most severe edges and so it was like Rather than even having a conversation, you're always just trying to, like, obliterate the other person yeah. rhetorically. Um, which I think is, like, a thing people say about, like, call-out culture and blah, 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 blah. And say what you will about that, but, like, when it's, like, all of your friends are doing this, like, react... Like, interacting with each other in this one hyper-specific, hyper, like, damaging way. And you all live together in one room. And it's just, like, a bunch of mattresses on the floor. It's, like, it gets hectic
1: but here's the the thing also is that we weren't allowed to like have conversations with each other that was just like hey you hurt my feelings we had to have conversations that were like this political thing that you did wrong is comrade like, you have taken I, the
0: wrong line
1: yeah like you would be on
0: the wrong side of history for drinking my orange juice
1: yeah no totally <laughs> or just like yeah it will be like <laughs> and it was like so intense oh um but i think like I, and it was it you know, and that fell apart, I think, partially because of just, like, our terrible relationships. And, like, I thank God it fell apart, you thank, know. Yeah, yeah really. Like, really fucking saved us. It's interesting because, like, that for me was this, like, second political thing that had sort of fallen apart. And I think, like, that was kind of... And I think that was also... That was when I started getting interested in the idea of, like... Not needing to have your politics be this, like, emblem that you hold up to, like, represent yourself, like, more than any other thing. Uh, being, like, not needing to have, like, a big C communism to describe yourself and still being able to be, like, an intelligent, like, person with, like, like concise thoughts about about politics and about the distribution of power. Uh, and I think that was really a really important, like, thing that I sort of gained from this, like, second dissolution of, like, of, like, a political dream, I guess. Um, you joined another cadre, yeah, which is really yeah, impressive, I, I, actually. I, I, I just doubled thought down
0: that. on the weird Maoist groups after BAO. I, like, was kind of floating around. I, like, still, like, super, like... So, like, I became a riot bro. And, like, I was, like... I, yeah, I joined this other, like, weird, like, Mao-ish organization that was, like, this, like, also anarchy-influenced, and they, like, really wanted everyone to do, like, mass line work and just, like, promote the Rev, and I think I just kind of got eventually, like, kicked out, because they were like, you have to be doing, like, mass work, so they are trying to convince me to do all this stuff, so, like, I started going to this local climate group called Rising Tide, I, like... They were trying to talk me into doing this, like, query resource center, like, sitting behind the desk there and stuff. And I think I just kind of reached a point where I was, like, I don't, like, want to. I don't want to do any of this. Mm -hmm. And, like, furthermore, like, I don't think that if I do, like, anything will be better. Yeah. You know? So I think I kind of, like, yeah, I, like, fell out of the whole political milieu after reaching this point where I was, like, okay, so, like... Clearly, like, not... Because like, that was, like, the mm-hmm. third group I had yeah. to out underneath me, you know? And I was kind of just, like... Nothing that we do seems like it's making... Or, like, nothing that we believe seems like it's making a dent, you know? Like, to, yeah. like, believe the correct things. So I, I, like, kind of reached that point where I was, like... Like, for me, like, nihilism or whatever, you know? Like, boils yeah. down way more to, like... A really, like, totalizing like, look at how things exist materially as opposed to, like, how it exists, like, in the form of an idea. So, like, when we were in the Maoist cult, multiple Maoist cults, um, like, I think, like, it, like, was a constant ideological war. Yeah. all day, all night. And I think that, like, nihilism for me was kind of that moment of, like, snapping out of that, like, oh, shit, like, if Genevieve has the wrong opinion on, like, x thing then like you know what i'm gonna wake up tomorrow and like that won't have had any effect on the world yeah no, you know totally. like i don't have to argue with my mom about people's war because like my mom fucking isn't in charge of anything you yeah know? she has no power in this world the stakes aren't that high so yeah. like it's it's opened up a lot of room for me for like forgiveness and kind yeah. of understanding people because i can instead of being like oh you like are feeling mad at me i can be like oh like actually there's probably some like material thing in your life that's like fucking you up or like maybe I did something wrong maybe I am that material yeah. thing but like it is a yeah. kind of, it's like a more like looking at what you're doing well, instead like of what you're talking about logical, which I think like in DAO there was yeah. a lot of like talking about what we were talking about yeah you know? no
1: totally and I think it's like a it's like the only way to survive I think for me another thing was watching other older people Act fucking fools as their shit started to fall apart. Yeah. like watching people. Yeah, there people, was some really
0: embarrassing stuff. That happened yeah, watching in the some people Portland get called scene.
1: called out for various things. Like watching that sort of like shit show, and it's like and then
0: handle it so so poorly.
1: badly. And like so watching people poorly. get really called out for like very legitimate things. Like some people were called out for just being
0: shitty people, shitty <laughs> like,
1: awful 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 men. Some people were called for things that made n- not very much sense at all. And then also just like. Watching people, like, really just, like, stab each other in the back for, like, as far as I can tell. Like, watching like watching people who had known each other for, like, quite a few years just turn around and just, like...
0: Like nothing.
1: Like nothing. Just like, just, like, rip each other, drop each other, rip each other apart. You know, I think that was, like, a thing that's... And it's, like, a lot of people criticize the left for, like, this call-out culture thing, and I think...
0: For being a circular fire squad. I feel
1: like in Portland what we saw a lot was, like, people who were more in this sort of, like, lifestyleist like we're vegan, we're gonna, like... We're... Our, like, radicalism, like, involves, like, taking care of each other and, like, living in houses together and, like... Like, this sort of, like, lifestyle left, which is... A lot of people, like, say lifestyleism, like, it's a critique. And I I actually don't, like... I mean, people... I don't... I am not here to criticize people who are just fucking living their lives the best way they can. They're finding their, like, chosen families. Like, they're, like, surviving in that way. I think, like, I like, have seen a lot of clashes in my time between those people and people who are doing, like, the non-profit, more, like, non work. Yeah, that's um, true. And, like, I feel like that was, like, a lot of what I saw was those kinds of, like, people who are, like, lifelong, like, just, like, like, survivors, you know? Like, lifelong. And I don't, like, mean survivors in, like, that sense. I mean, survivors who are people who are just, like... Living their life yeah, and like being punks, you know, or yeah. whatever, and clashing with people like with clashing with their political ethics with people who are like doing their paid job as a nonprofit organizer, yeah, or like and like,
0: which, like, not even to promote one of those, yeah, things over I don't the other. I, like at the end of the day, both of those things are exactly the same to me. The only thing that makes like one politics more annoying than the other is like what your demands of me are
1: yeah totally which like is what why you're I don't mind telling your me all you people yeah no because they're usually not they're not here to like sort of like force you around i feel like sometimes with those people you get the like it's, you get a purity politics yeah well it's stuff. like if you want to
0: eat out of the dumpster that's fine but if you want yeah. to eat out of the dumpster for the rev then like fuck yourself
1: yeah no totally <laughs> exactly yeah or like and you and if you're like i don't know like you spend a lot of your time, like, sending, like, angry vegan emails to, like...
0: <laughs> totally. To,
1: like, then then I'm not, I'm not really, like, here for you, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm not there for that. But I think it's, like, that, you know, it's, like, I have friends now who do, like, very specific, like, either non- non-profit or organizing projects that I actually think they do well, they run them well, they, like have these specific goals that they're accomplishing and I don't I don't have any like I am not sitting in judgment of them at all. What I am sitting in judgment of and will sit and I sit in judgment of myself for this is the like the bullying, the projects where... The constant projects where you're constantly not doing enough. You're constantly not working hard enough for the rev. Yeah, there's,
0: you're, like you're the like, work ethic.
1: The work ethic. The
0: proletarian work ethic.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And I just like feel like that general like disillusionment with that scene was like a huge thing for me. And I feel like you... I feel like you and I... I don't actually understand how we stayed friends. Because there was the shit BAO I thing. I truly
0: don't. There were so many. Yeah. Like, for me, like... I, I like lean heavily towards pretension as you know and i think that like during the like really edgy like malice cult days you know during the bao days like i think for me a lot of it was like i have to like perfectly chisel my politics in such a way that like people can see it and know that it's better than their politics yeah and like that sucks yeah like that's just, like, a super busted way to, like, relate to people in general. But it's, mm-hmm. like, a kind of, like, even, like, more, like, shitty when it's oriented around, like... Like, it's, like, one thing if you're, like, I'm better than you. It's another thing if it's, like, I'm better than you and that's why I'm here to help you. Which yeah. is, like, what, like, leftist politics amounts to a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And definitely what mine amounted to in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, like... It made me insufferable. Like, I, like, look back. Like, you know, I get my Facebook memories mm-hmm. coming up. And then, like, I, like, look at those. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, how do I still have any friends? Like. No, I totally. For like, like, I'm. So I, I, like, got to Occupy right after I moved here from Indiana. Like, like, literally, like, a month after. And then, so, like, all of my Indiana friends on, like, Facebook and stuff just all of a sudden had to start dealing with this, like, horrendous, like, torrent of just, like, terrible political opinions all over my facebook all the time (laughs) and like not it wasn't just like oh here's my opinion you know i i believe uh that dialectical materialism is this like uh unifying world theory that like is true about everything from making revolution to cutting your hair which like was sort of a thing that i thought um but like somehow the people in my life still just, like, didn't ever hit the delete button, and, uh, I just want to shout out to everyone that didn't cut me off when I was in a cult.
1: Yeah, same. I mean, (laughs) I, shout out to the people that tried to reach out to me when I was in a cult. Uh, we're probably going to talk about this a lot. Probably. Probably going to come back to it. This is probably the most we're going to talk about it for, like, this long. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're not going to
0: punish you with, like...
1: Like, more...
0: Occupy feelings.
1: Yeah, no, you don't. Time. Not gonna happen all the time. Um, but I, we just, I think we wanted to like set out, a sort of like, where did we come from, like, where do we go? Yeah, like, where, like, who are we? Um, but that was sort of like a summation of that. Okay, so this is probably our most important segment of the podcast that we're going to do every time we make it.
0: Genevieve believes that.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, Finding animals online is, like, a really big deal to me because I know a a lot about animals and, like, the ones that exist. So finding, like, a new cute animal is, like, really exciting. Uh, So, like, I'm going to talk about a different cute, like, rare animal that I discover online. Uh,
0: Will they always be rare?
1: I don't, th- I, when I say rare, I mean rare, not like. Like
0: underappreciated. Underappreciated, slept or on. like,
1: yeah, the slept on animals. Like slept on cute animals, like be it, and like, just like, I'm a cat person, so like some of them might be slept on cat breeds, but a lot of them will be like slept on animal species. Uh, so this week, I am going to talk about uh, the uh, Russian flying squirrel, which. I had actually heard of the Japanese flying squirrel, and I'd seen pictures of it. And I was, like, pretty frustrated because I wasn't coming up with, like, good video results. I wasn't coming up with, um...
0: Do you think the Japanese flying squirrels are just not as cute, or do you think that well they're just the kind of a dearth of... So,
1: I did... What I didn't know is that I thought they were Japanese flying squirrels because I have seen most of them in reference to Japan. But in Japan... They call them Russian flying squirrels.
0: These aren't our shitty flying squirrels. Blame it on the Ruskies.
1: Yeah, they're like, (laughs) what's cool about them is that they, when they're not flying, like leaping from branch to branch, they are completely rolled in a ball. Like their backs are curved. So they like... Squirrel ball. Squirrel ball. They're, like, a ball of squirrel, and they have really narrow tails that are, like, completely rounded over their backs. So you literally, like, if you were to put your hands in this in a circle, that is the shape of, like, a seated Russian flying squirrel.
0: We just, we just, like, draw me a picture here. Okay, Like, so- really, like... I'm I'm out in the woods.
1: You're out in the woods, and you what do the look, woods
0: look like? First of all, one, what kind like, of woods are they? They're probably like
1: in? I'm imagining. They're pretty snowy woods. They're like right.
0: cold, okay. dark. I'm bundled up.
1: You're bundled up, and you like look up into a tree, and there are these three like little creatures of decreasing size, and they have their furry. They have huge black eyes, mm-hmm. like and they they look basically like really chubby mice, but they're like circular shaped, like circular chubby mice. With, like, tiny little, like, tails that floof out on the sides that are curved over their backs.
0: What does floof out mean?
1: It means, like, we have the tail, right? And it's not like the tail is puffy. The tail has, like, flares that are, like, coming out from the sides. It has little, like... Like, it's not puffy all around. It's just flared.
0: Oh, okay. So it's, like, like flat puffy.
1: Yeah, it's, like, a flat puffy tail. Uh, And they, and so they're like perfectly round and they have like tiny little ears and they have these huge eyes. Like they're really big eyes, which I think is one of the things that make them cute. And it's sort of like their entire weird fat little squirrel body Mm -hmm. is like encased around their eyes in this like weird shape. Anyway, you guys should look up the Russian flying squirrel. Uh, I can recommend the video Russian flying squirrel practice time. Uh, is a good one.
0: I know, I'll look it up.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, so that's that's a good one. Russian Flying Squirrel Practice uh, is like a is really it, good video. Is it just
0: Practicing Flying?
1: Yeah, it's like practicing flying. It's like a video of these Russian squirrels, like, flying between these two dudes. Uh, there's a really upsetting video, which you shouldn't watch, which is, of Russian flying squirrels, which might come up, called Russian Flying Squirrel Eats Too Much, which is actually a really horrific video of a Russian flying squirrel getting stuck in a squirrel feeder and being too fat to move. Oh, no. <laughs> but I can't oh. recommend that one. Oh, it's too I want to watch it. Uh, it's really upsetting, and then it gets, like, poked. And it, like, won't move, but you you get to see them, like, poke their bellies. But I can't in good conscience recommend this video.
0: Speaking of poking things in the belly and getting stuck, did you Mm -hmm. see the video the other day that was going around of, like... I kind of think it was Canadian dudes, but there was, like, a, like, raccoon who's, like, stuck face first in this, like, weird hole in a tank. (laughs)
1: Like a (laughs) military tank.
0: No. And then, like, it's, like, back feet are, like, sticking up, like, wiggling, and these, like, military dudes are, like, standing on the edge of the tank, like... Pulling on its legs, trying to like get it out. Um, um, and, um, anyway, they rip out this fucking raccoon and send it flinging.
1: So uh, another segment which we're going to return to is confessions, in which we uh, both take penance for various uh,
0: S- stupid things, stupid
1: things that we've done,
0: uh, said, done, thought. Yeah,
1: thought, and we do. It's a it's a little like a throwover from our Maoist critique days, yeah, with a little tinge of uh, online call-out culture.
0: Towards ourselves. Towards
1: ourselves. We are calling ourselves out in this podcast. For being fucked up. Yeah, for being idiots. <laughs> like, for being morons. So, uh, I have one this week, which is that uh, I was realized, I remembered recently, God, this is embarrassing, when Margaret Thatcher died. Okay. Uh, I, for some reason, felt the need to post on Facebook. That it was not okay to use gendered slurs like bitch against Margaret Thatcher. Which, looking back, is really embarrassing. Because Margaret Thatcher is a fucking bitch.
0: That was, number one, a very common position I have at the time.
1: I was really embarrassed. And, number
0: two, like, I there is truth to the fact that, like, one should probably be able to, like, articulate what the problem with Thatcher was without... It involving her gender,
1: yeah. But at
0: the same time, it's like, yeah, she was a huge bitch. Yeah, a,
1: <laughs> Margaret Thatcher was a huge bitch. Um, I think like <laughs> it must have come from a place of being like everyone's insulting Margaret Thatcher. What can I say that's even better than the people that are like?
0: Yeah, yeah how like, do I one up the radicalness, up of, the hating radicalness of
1: hating Margaret Thatcher? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. Let me just give you all permission right now to call Margaret Thatcher a bitch, as a woman.
0: But not the c word.
1: If you're British, I guess do whatever you want. I don't, I don't like, I know that you guys yeah, like it's, the it's word true. cunt differently. It's true. Like, it's hard to take, like, British people, like, seriously. So, like, <laughs> when, like, British people call people cunts, I'm like, that's so funny! You guys are hilarious! It's, like, really charming. I have some banned words that I do not allow.
0: Do you want to just. Okay. Give us a list.
1: Chode, because it's Ch- disgusting. No chodes, no evidently. Chodes. No chub, as in referring to your, you can call a puppy chubby. Yeah, you can have a little yeah. puppy
0: chubby, but you yeah. can't refer to your, your, your dick as a chub. As like a chub.
1: Uh, and then gooch.
0: Acceptable variations for gooch are taint, yeah, you can and ABC for ass ball connection, yeah. which is what I learned in high yeah. school.
1: Yeah, those three words for that part of the physical anatomy are just disgusting. Like, they're just gross words, and they're not allowed. Those are banned words.
0: I like chode. I hate chode. <laughs> I know. Chode is a really gross word.
1: Uh, but yeah, that's that's my confession and some words that I hate. Uh, um.
0: Yeah, there's some yeah. pretty bad words out there. Yeah. I hate queering as a verb. Oh yeah, like, queering, queering as, a verb as a verb is like. Pretty bad to me.
1: I feel like that like goes like the like we we wrote a really stupid essay on queering the economy together once in
0: some <laughs> dumb reading group. It, it like amounted to free shops is basically. Yeah, it was
1: really <laughs> dumb. Uh, also, if you're if you're the kind of person who really believes in the giving economy,
0: don't give to me. Yeah, give
1: me give me <laughs> give stuff. Me. Or no, I
0: believe in the taking y- give, economy. <laughs> yeah. Some people have too much. Yeah. The giving economy is not enough to settle that.
1: Yeah, no totally the giving economy. Um anyway, yeah. So, this was our podcast.
0: <laughs> the, you've survived the first pod the podcast of the basement cold Yeah, podcast for the end of the world.
1: We are we're it's probably going to get better. Um we hope We hope it gets be better. better. We hope it gets better. We're going to keep doing this. I don't think we're going to do it once a week. I think it's going to be more like once every two weeks, something along those lines. Uh And eventually we'll probably have an email for our podcast, but we don't have one right now. Yeah.
0: We've really, we have not really done a great job slapping this whole thing together, but hopefully you've enjoyed it. Yeah. And Um, we
1: will be dinky and it will, there will be more, uh, and we will have a lot of more fun. There will be about fun topics, not about, it will still be about us because we're hot and cool. Uh, but it will be about us and fun things. Yeah. It's gonna be cute. It's gonna be fucking cute.
0: Yeah, so B- tune in next time. Yeah. Bitch. Wolf lady? <laughs> yeah, it was a wolf lady. Oh, okay. was it, does that mean, like, a female wolf? It was like or a banshee, like, you know? Okay, so like a sort of anthropomorphized yeah, wolf, wolf woman, woman who's green.
1: Who's, no, she just has, like, long green claws. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. And she's gonna come rip my chest open. And then I told Austin. He believed me. He was totally down. I don't think he was. He. I don't think he was down for the wolf part. Just like.
0: Austin, I think there's a ghost. Oh shit! Let's get it. Yeah. No. That was totally. That was totally
1: his reaction. he did fall asleep. Which I felt was not very supportive because I just stayed awake. Oh my, like, being scared <laughs> um, <laughs> of the fucking lady that was going to kill me. Heartless. Yeah, I know. That fucking bastard. Um. And he... So he fell asleep, but he was really supportive. He was like, I totally believe you. Uh, We called our friend Dave the next day that used to sleep in that room. And he was like, I've felt something before, but I thought it was just sylvan dread. Which is a new phrase that I learned that I'm going to teach to you. It's a cool phrase. It's a cool phrase. It's like the fear that you have when you're out in the woods and you, um, like... Just like you're just generally scared of the woods and you're scared of being nature alone and you're scared of like the sort of like impending unknown of nature of sylvan dread it was a cool phrase he thought it was just that but like you know it very much makes sense for like a property like this farm to be haunted like, probably a lot of sketch shit went down here, into the stuff middle of the- dies
0: here all the time. Like,
1: stuff dies here all the time, it's a farm, this is like a slaughter I murdered farm. a
0: chicken earlier today.
1: Yeah, well, but that chicken needed to die, it was like- Yeah,
0: yeah it, was, it was like dying.
1: And like, sorry vegans, like this is a farm where animals die, people eat meat yeah, here, but this, this it's was, like- Yeah,
0: this was a whole accident thing. This, yeah. This, I don't know what the deal was, I just walked up on this chickens all fucked up, so.
1: I mean, chickens like, are not they're... the most, like like, tough animals they get kind of fucked up a lot especially those chickens
0: yeah
1: um all our animals are free range so sometimes shit just happens though so. yeah and there's wildlife out here but anyway this was not wildlife this was an evil spirit it was gonna kill me or my chest up and i was like pretty convinced i'm actually like recognizing myself that spirits don't kill people anymore uh because they just don't have those powers not saying that they ever did i don't know i've not no. i have not, not lived in all times you know there might have been a time when they have but I was, like, pretty scared. I was there the next night. I couldn't sleep at all. Uh, like, either of those nights, just really convinced. And then I went away to California, to LA, to, like, party for a little bit. And while I was gone, uh, Austin, like, went out into the fields of the farm and, like, went looking for this ghost. I think he was, like, a little annoyed that I got to feel the ghost. He didn't.
0: Yeah. The little ghost
1: in me. Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: like... If anyone gets to experience a phantasm, like, it should be at least the person who, like, wants to join.
1: Yeah, you know, but he didn't, he, so he, like, went looking for the ghost. And he found it, uh, and he told it to fuck off and not, like, hurt us and that we were staying and we weren't going to flee for the ghost. But I think the ghost didn't come in that night and rip out my chest. It came and it stole my feelings.
0: <laughs> I, I kind of forgot. When you started telling this story, that the end point was the ghost stole my feelings, and, and then
1: it left because Austin told it to leave.
0: And it just took your feelings it with took,
1: it. Took my feelings. And now I know how you're at the capacity. You Don't know what like.
0: we should do? We should walk around the big pasture. Real Call the while. ghost back. No, 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 no. But like, ghosts are creatures. The ghosts yeah. are out there. They're doing their thing. Everyone out there doing their thing is doing one thing, right? Trying to shitting. Fuck. <laughs> And what we need to do is go find the pile your pile of emotional like <laughs> the seeming emotional shit. You know? like, it's, probably, it's probably out there in the in the pasture or something. Yeah. And we just need to walk you over it, through it, on top of it, so that you can like, you know, mash it up and you can heal the Learn how to walk.